Welcome to Pondering with Peg, episode 18. Tonight's episode is being recorded at Paris Study in Chester Heights, PA. My guest this evening is Elijah Hicks, and the topic is tarot. Is that how you say it? Tarot? Some people say, say tarot. tarot. Okay. Tarot. Oh, good. Elijah Hicks is a tarot reader. He began reading tarot in the summer of 2013 and quickly emerged himself in the craft. After six months of practice, he was able to start offering paid readings through Instagram. Since then, Elijah has completed over a thousand readings online and many more at festivals and over the phone. In 2016, he created an online tarot course through Teachable, which includes over 35 videos and five hours of content. Overall, Elijah receives great feedback from his clients from readings and many clients go on to be repeat clients. Professionally a high school math teacher, Elijah knows about creating the environment of learning in the group setting that can be beneficial for understanding what is being taught. Elijah will be teaching a class here at Paris Study called Learn to Read Tarot. The class is a series of five sessions and begins on Tuesday, October 2nd and runs through Tuesday, October 29th. You can register for the class at www.parastudy.org. I would like to welcome Elijah to the podcast. And Elijah, can you tell our listeners what tarot is, how it's used, and give us an overview of your classes? Well, hello and thank you. Um, appreciate for the opportunity to be here. Um, tarot, to me, is a, it's a guidebook of symbols. And um, it's a system in which we can use symbols that have certain meanings to make changes in our lives. That's really what I look at as tarot. Um, it's pretty ancient, um, probably several, you know, two to 3,000 years old. I don't really know for sure. And I think I read 1400s that they can date it exactly. back to, but it's yeah. probably older than that. Yeah, it's no clue. You know, it's like how far back it goes. Um, and so, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint the history of tarot, but the the uses are much, you know, much more easy to us to look at. Um, some people use it for divination, so they're, you know, looking for advice. Some people are using it for just personal development. Some people are using it for conversation points or just maybe to connect with guides or some sort. So um, it's a, a real wide range of it. Um, I think... I think for for a period of time, people really only connected tarot reading with fortune telling. It was all it was always, you know, a psychic that used tarot for, um, you know, maybe giving a reading of some sort. And I think now it's I think we've shifted things lately. If you know, talk to people who've been reading tarot for a long time, um, it's not it's not so. I don't I don't view tarot as so fatalistic. It's more of what things can you change? What things can you work with? What things can, you know, what's going right? What things are going wrong? And it can be used as, as your own personal guidance. Right. So it's not, it's not, I don't think of tarot as something that's set in stone. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, that's it. You can't, you know, you got a tarot reading and the tarot reader said that this wasn't the job for me or whatever the case, you know, whatever the reading came out right. to be. And, you still get to decide what do you want to do with that information. You get to decide, you know, you know, I, you know, I agree with that tarot reader. This isn't the job for me. Now I'm going to use that information to find a better job. So then it becomes a useful thing, or a situation where the tarot reader, you know, or you or you gave a reading to yourself, and you may have found that this the relationship that you were on the fence about. You, know, you may have had a really really positive tarot reading about it, and. That, that got you to shift your mindset and then you started taking actions that led towards the improvement of the relationship. You know, so I feel like the, the person who's reading or the person who's getting the reading is still in charge of their life. I don't feel like that, that take, take the, the fatalistic approach where, well, that was the reading, that's it. You right. know, there's no way of changing what's going to happen. Um, I feel like it's more like, okay, you know, if if things continue the way that they're going now, then maybe they will end up that way. But I still have a choice. I can make a change. I can, you know, improve my relationship. I can do a better job at my job. You know, whatever the case may be. So I feel like um, it it gives you like sort of a like a checkpoint or like mm -hmm. a like a, a kind of like a 
a mini evaluation on a situation. Right, it's like the overview of what's going on, right, right. and then you have the choice whether to take it one way or the other. Exactly, exactly. Um, personally, I don't really consider myself a psychic or a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I'll pick up on information that wasn't read, wasn't in the reading per se, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I don't feel like I'm a psychic medium. Um, I feel like I'm more of a tarot reader, meaning mm-hmm. that I can use the symbols in the cards to help create a story that can empower the client or empower myself. Um, and that's why I feel like it was important to teach tarot because I, th- I think one of the biggest hurdles to people learning tarot who, who may be interested in it or feel like, well, I'm not a psychic. You know, I can't, mm-hmm. I, shouldn't read the, I shouldn't read tarot because I'm not a psychic or I'm not a medium or you know, whatever the case may be. And I feel like I kind of wanted to bring it to, and obviously I'm not starting this trend, this trend started long before I started reading, but continue the trend of quote-unquote normal people reading tarot or, you know, lowering the the barrier to entrance where it's like, you know what, I may or may not be a psychic, I don't know, but I can learn the meanings of cards and with enough practice, with enough study, with enough interest, I can begin to give quality readings, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like that was important because I, I never, the the idea of not being a psychic per se didn't stop me from trying. Right. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I'll learn. And don't you feel that you, I don't know if it's happened to you, but I noticed uh, when I started using the cards, um, even just for myself, uh, that you kind of open up your intuition yeah. a little more. Mm-hmm. So you, you actually become more yeah. intuitive. Exactly. Yeah, I think that... Um, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like driving. You know, driving. You drive the same neighborhoods long enough, you know, and you just sort of feel the road a little bit, right. and you don't even think about it anymore. And I think sometimes that you know, I'll give a reading, and it's just a story that's coming out, and you know, a client will they'll not you know they'll be they'll be quiet for a few moments, and then then they're like, well, how'd you know all that? And it's right. like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer. It was just, I do think there's a level of comfort that you get with the, uh, especially when you start seeing pairings of cards and start seeing combinations of cards. You start seeing, like, usually if I see this two or three cards together, it usually implies these things. And, you know, that's not all, that, all, that can't really always come from a book. You know, it's like, oh, I read this in a book somewhere that if I, if I see this and this, it means this. It's more like, from client, uh, you know, just from doing so many readings that, you know, these pairings for me as a reader start to tell this particular story or right. give me the idea that, nah, maybe this thing isn't quite working out or, you know what, this is, you know, this is really good. It may take some time, you know, something like that. But a lot of it just comes from just, uh, just practice, just doing a lot mm-hmm. of readings. And just for people like getting started, if anyone's like getting started or wants to take a class or wants to start on their own, uh, don't be afraid to do like a lot of like free readings. You know, just just people will let you practice. You know, and you practice for yourself too. But um, free readings are a, a way to go to really just get the ball going. Yeah, I, ha- I have that at work. Like mm-hmm. they always ask me, "Can you bring your cards in and read for <laughs> us at lunch?" Can right. you know? And mm-hmm. can you? So it, but it does. It helps mm-hmm. me to keep fresh on. Yeah. What I'm reading. Yeah, and um, just just you know, it's funny because just stories like that where you know, like I'll have some coworkers that I'll do some readings for, and those the readings will start like very lighthearted, like oh, just you know, mm-hmm. let's see what comes up or whatnot. Um, but then a month later, you sort of get pulled to the side and say, "Hey, look, I." I really need some advice on something. You know, right. like it, it, be, it, it becomes like, hold on, wait, now, okay, you won me over. Right. You know, when, we, when we were just playing, you know, I, I was just giving it a chance, but and now I really do need some advice on something. You know, can I meet with you at three thirty or whatnot? So it's it's interesting how it unfolds. Um, I think I think another thing is I think a lot of people have abilities. You know, I think that you know we're sh- we've been shunned away from believing our intuitions. You know. You know, why, why did I go that? Why did I turn left when I should have turned right? And that sense of intuition. And I think that um, you know, some of those things that hold people back as far as exploring something like tarot, I feel like the, those barriers are coming down a little bit. Um, and I think people are more opening up to 
maybe even getting a reading or giving or learning mm-hmm. or whatnot. So I think that um, it's it's tarot is is now being open to the masses a lot more. Um, and I think one of the the, the best examples of that is just there's a like a large number of tarot decks that are being created right now. Like like, like everybody's got to have their own deck now. And right. It, it's like oh. <laughs> You know, so and so just came out with their own deck, and that person is it's like, "Whoa, it's, it's sort of overwhelming." But I think that that's an example of the the idea of tarot going mainstream and tarot being okay now. Right. Um, just like for example, I think astrology um, is is you know, from what I understand, it was something that you know, even if someone was like hardcore into a religion. You know, and weren't into any of this kind of stuff, they still would know their sun sign. They'd be like, oh, well, I'm a Virgo. And they wouldn't feel any sense of conflict, you know, to saying what their sign was, you know? Like, there was no, like, I don't want to know my sign because I'm a Christian. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. There was always, like, a, it seemed like it was okay. Like, like astrology has been okay longer, per se. Um, and I think that the door opened up at some point where tarot was starting to become okay. You know, still not widely accepted in all communities but um you know if you pluck the random person off the street they typically will know their astrology sign you know they're like, oh, oh yeah like yeah yep. yeah <laughs> not knowing that 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 is part of a, a spiritual community it's a major role in the spiritual community um i think the barrier of access you know everyone having a birthday that helps that helps mm-hmm. the you know but astrology never just never got shunned out per se um whereas i think tarot um, may have had some neg- negative connotation, especially, um, you know, a lot of religious groups may have you know, shied away from it for a long time, you know, for whatever reasons. And I think that, that, you know, people aren't so afraid of it anymore. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah so. that, that's what I was reading a little bit about it. And they said that in the 14, 1500s, mm-hmm. they had to disguise the cards. They used regular playing cards yep. to do mm-hmm. it because... The religious yeah. groups were not too happy with people right. using them, so they were mm-hmm. disguising the cards and how they did the readings. Yeah. Now, do you what deck do you use for your readings? Do you have a specific deck you like? Yeah, uh, the one I use the most common is the Universal Weight deck. Mm-hmm. So it's a Rider Weight deck, um, and it's just a it just has really it's it's not as antiquated looking mm-hmm. as like an original Rider Weight uh, or like a remake of original. Um, it's more, uh, slightly more modernized. All the, right. the symbols are sort of the same, but it's sort of like the focus was changed on. Like it was, uh, like just cleaned up. You know, like it was taken with a newer camera. I know we were <laughs> talking about cameras earlier, but it was like it was. It's the same picture, but it's just done with a, just a slightly highly qualified, quality, higher quality um, right. uh, design. You know, so it's the, it's the same, but it just looks a little better. Now, uh, those who are going to take the class, mm-hmm. is there a specific deck they should use, or if they just come with a tarot deck? Yeah, I would say um, most decks are rider weight, like based on the rider weight. So mm-hmm. even if it's not a rider weight, it usually has a lot of the same symbolism. Um, but I would say if you can get a rider weight, that would be better, um, right. just so that we will have the commonality. You know, if we're look for all looking at the six of pentacles. You know, we're all should be looking at the same scene per se, right. um, and I believe that if you don't, if you don't have access, like I bought my first tarot deck at Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. so or they have they have some for sale here at the shop. So right. um, I think I think it would be for me personally, um, it would be nice if everyone had the same deck, mm-hmm. just just so that someone doesn't feel left out or someone doesn't feel like oh well you know I have to be like. The black sheep of the group, you know, right? You know, it's like, oh, I, I have this other, you know, so and so deck, and we don't even have, we don't have pages, we have princesses, you know. It's right. Like, yes, that's all valid, but it's like, I, I feel like just as a foundation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know, six months later, you want to move on to a new deck, by all means, right? You know, I just think that the Rider Weight is sort of one of the more foundational tarot decks, right? Um, you know, so I, I would suggest getting it to have, and then you, know, you can always come back to it later on if you're called to something else, and you know, you can work with multiple decks. Yeah, it's know. definitely I think the best one to start with. Yeah, yeah. For for the original tarot. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Do you use any other divination card cards or? Um. So I use. I do have multiple tarot decks. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and it's just it's one of those things where you just you pick up one here, you pick up one there. Someone gives you one, you know. Those are nice too. Oh, so let's let's speak on that as a tradition, real quick, um, and then I'll answer that one. So there there was this tradition that if you you it was bad luck to buy your own tarot deck, mm-hmm. um, like someone needed to give you a tarot deck to, for you to get started. Um, I'm not sure where that came from, um, but you do see that from time to time. It sounds like well. I'm not going to buy a tarot deck. I'll wait till someone right. gives me one. Um, personally, I don't feel like it's bad luck to buy your own deck, your own first deck. So um, some people, if some people are like interested or they're sort of waiting, um, I think that 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 may have played a role, sort of keeping the right people out of the game, maybe mm-hmm. um, when the decks weren't as available, you know, or so readily accessible. So I just feel like it don't. If that's what's holding you back, don't mm-hmm. just buy your first deck. Right. I don't think it's bad luck at all. Yeah, I had never heard that. I, I did, uh, when I took my first class, was told to, um, whatever I was going to put the cards in, okay. to either make it myself or mm-hmm. make sure that it was something personal with my energy on it to yep. keep it in. Yep, totally, totally okay with mm-hmm. that. You know, or someone will say you buy a new tarot deck, you know, sleep with it under your pillow for... Mm-hmm. A week, carry, <laughs> carry, <laughs> carry it with you. You know, wrap it in a T-shirt or something of right. your own, something like that. Yeah, those things are all like highly personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely encourage yeah. that. And um, I think that just gets your your energy on the cards. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as other tarot decks, uh, other I use one oracle deck. I I don't. I'm not typically drawn to oracle decks. Here, here's the reason why. What what I personally don't like about Oracle decks is that the ones that I've seen, which I haven't seen all of them, obviously, mm-hmm. is that a lot of times they have like written messages on them, and I think that kind of boxes that card in per se. Mm-hmm. It's like this card means you got it, you know, this particular paragraph, which is nice, you know, I don't have any problem with that. But I feel like with a tarot card with less words on it, other than the title of the card. You can you can give it your own meaning in mm-hmm. a sense. You you aren't as sort of uh, boxed in, and and someone can think well, the complete opposite of what I'm saying. They say, well, right. I think tarot boxes you in, and oracle opens you up. No, I, I know yeah. what you're saying because yeah. with the, even with the tarot cards, mm-hmm. I read more on the intuition of what I see in the card right. than necessarily what it says on it or what it yeah. it's, it means to someone else. Absolutely. And even with the divination cards. Uh, we took a class, I took a class with my daughter-in-law, and we got these beautiful cards. Mm-hmm. And she's just starting to to read cards. And she's like, oh, these cards seem very dark to me. Like, look at the messages on them. And mm-hmm. I said, let's take it this way. I said, just let's, let's pull some cards. And yeah. I said, don't look at what it says. Right. What do you see in it? Mm-hmm. And then she started to get really familiar, and, and she said, oh, well... It's when I look at the picture, I feel it's this, not necessarily what it says on the bottom. I said, then that's how you read it. Yeah, but absolutely. that is true. People do, will look at it and say, well, it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, it, it can't mean anything other than yeah. what's in this paragraph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the word that's on there. Yeah. So I found a um, sacred geometry oracle deck, um, which I really like, and it only has um, it just has an upright. It has each card has two words on it Mm -hmm. so it has a one upright card one upright word and one um you know uh, reverse word so it just gives you one word and so you can decide you know if i want to stick with that particular word or meaning but the majority of the card is uh, um just some sort of sacred geometry symbol or picture Mm -hmm. so it's still mostly if you're going to tell a story from it you can use that word but apply how you want to read the story so right yeah i do like the sacred geometry one i think that's mostly just personal interest in sacred geometry right i would think you'd have to be familiar with what the symbols mm-hmm. mean yeah good in math yeah well <laughs> <the> math teacher. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah yeah um yeah I, and i think that what i like about the sacred geometry um particular oracle deck i think there's several out there i don't know the, the one the michael greer maybe is the one i use but it has a um, has a very nice progression. So it's 33 cards. And it starts, like, the first card is like a blank slate. 
And the last card is the human body. You know, it's like this huge progression of different sacred geometry symbols that sort of um, progress. Now, with tarot, um, this, you get this, a similar thing happens. So you have the major arcana, which are your major theme cards. And they sort of progress as a story, mm-hmm. but then they sort of wrap around at the end. It's like a cycle. It's like they sort of come and go, per se. And then even within the suit cards, you have, you know, they start off as this, this thing that sort of grows and gets bigger and bigger. So you do get the idea of progression as well in tarot, um, you know, or stages, per se. Like, where where are we in the story? You get a right. sense of that from tarot as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people are a little funny about having their cards read because of the fear of getting bad, like negative information. Right, right. You know, I'll hear, yeah. well, I don't, what if they tell me I'm going to die? I said, well, they're not going to say that because they shouldn't tell you that. <laughs> that's not going to be a conversation they're going to have with you. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's an interesting one. What if it says I'm going to die? Well, newsflash, you are going to die. Right, you know, right. So, that that is going to happen at some point, um, but no, that's a big one. Usually, when that question comes up specifically, I'd say that that's not my business as a tarot reader. I don't think that whatever higher power you believe in is going to send that message through me. You know, Correct. I think I think that when it's your time, is your time. Right. You know, you I don't know if you can prevent it or delay it. You know, but I think when it's your time, it's your time. Right. And well, I, they have the fear of the death card. Right. Yeah, which exactly. I, I always laugh. Exactly. I'm like, it it's, yeah. does not mean death. It's uh-huh. change. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I had a reading years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very interesting by the woman who actually taught me tarot after I had this reading. I had a reading, and in the cards that came out for me was the tower, which if you're not familiar with the card, you know, it says burning tower and everybody's jumping off. And the other card was the card, and I can't remember which card it is, where he's laying on the floor with all the knives in his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten of Right, which is really like surrender. Uh-huh. So I'm looking at the cards, and at the time the where I was working, was in chaos. The mm-hmm. everybody from the top down was getting let go. It was total chaos. Yeah. And I ended up a few months after that reading on my back for seven months oh, really? in pain and mm-hmm. being made to stay on my back mm-hmm. and listen. Wow. wow. <laughs> so yeah. it was scary but uh-huh. Yeah. But it was it was and I realized like later thinking about that card that I'm not afraid of that card. I had to surrender mm-hmm. and let go. Yeah. And I was put in that position to let go. But it right. was so funny how those cards came rolling out. Mm-hmm. And as they came rolling out, the woman reading the cards kind of looked at me. And I was like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Like, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. As, as far as, you know, what what is a negative reading? You know, like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Is it... You know, do you want to know? Is is the reading negative if it reveals something that's going on in your life? Right. Or is what the is the event itself is that the real negative thing? Would you rather know about it or not? You know, would you rather you know sort of prepare or would you rather uh, be blindsided? You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you have a negative reading, but I feel it's more like, do you want to? really face what's going on in your life right you know and a lot of times if you're going for a reading yeah you're looking for some direction exactly and you're aware of what's negative in your life or what you perceive as negative exactly exactly and it's about you know sometimes you get a reading and it gives you an opportunity hey you know let's change this thing now let's let's change your behavior let's Mm -hmm. get you back in the driver's seat instead of saying that this thing happened to you you know it's like you know, you did these things, you know, you're, you know, whatever's going on, here's how you move in the right direction. You know, so I don't feel like, I think a negative reading would only be if someone had like a really fatalistic attitude where Mm -hmm. that's it, you know, there's nothing I can do. It's more like, okay, great. Here's who I am. You know, I can, I can make these changes. So I think it's more about their attitude in that sense. So what can the listeners look forward to with the class? So what I really like about the the class setting is, you know, like my personal journey and the journey of a lot of people is, you know, I I learn from a book. Like I 
so my story is that um, back in 2013, uh, so just just a quick backtrack, uh, why the class, tell my story, why the class matters to me. So um, in 2013, my um, wife was pregnant with our daughter, and she was just, she was in bed. She was in bed for months. And said, so I'm home for the summer as a teacher, and uh, wife Sheree had bought, um, she had bought a tarot deck of, of couple weeks prior to summer um, school letting out and she just didn't have the energy for it. She's like, you know, this thing looks interesting and, and I was trying to learn with her and, um, you know, it just, I just had a lot of free time. Literally had like two months where it was just me and the dog and so, um, I and I just started reading and I, was, I just had literally hours of just time where I can start reading, studying, whatnot and, um, you know, being a teacher is sort of using some of those techniques to learn. Um, and I was able to pick it up fast, but I was on my own. I didn't have anyone to teach me. I didn't have like, mm-hmm. you know, it took me, a, it took some time, you know, I had to put in a lot of time. So as far as the class is concerned, it's more of a, let's learn together. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need sheer, sheer, you don't need a block off two months of your life to say, you know, I want to learn tarot. You know, I just happen to have it at the time. Um, so, I don't, I don't want people to feel like that the only way they can learn is from a book or the only way they can learn is from someone who, you know, it has to be, I have to be a fourth generation tarot reader and it has to be through the bloodline of the moms and the grandmoms. (laughs) And if I don't learn from my mom's grandmoms, grandma, you know, whoever, I can't learn, you know? So I like the group setting. So if we have a class, you know, if we can get, you know, five, six, 10 people, you get, you get different levels of comfort and you get different conversations Mm -hmm. and we can all you know five of us if we're sitting around we look at the same card we're going to see that card in five different ways and that creates five different opinions where someone can use to draw from Mm -hmm. unless you know like I was reading from a book and I had one author's opinion um to to later build my own upon so I feel like in a group setting um we get conversations we get People taking turns reading for each other. We can critique each other's progress as far I mean, in a positive way, of mm-hmm. course. But um, you can sort of see the growth. It's like, wow, you know, at the beginning of this month, like you had no clue what was going on here, and now, you know, thirty days later, you you've really progressed. You know, and I want I want students to, you know, after the five weeks. Unfortunately, it's only five weeks. You, it could easily be twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I want them to leave feeling comfortable to be able to learn and continue their relationship with their tarot deck. And it'd be nice if they were able to even work together continuously. So maybe find a good friend in the class and say, hey, you know, let's exchange readings on Tuesday mm-hmm. nights or whatnot. Um, and, and just sort of spark the, the big interest within five weeks um, so that they'll have enough where they're, they're not, you know, having to learn from a book or from YouTube or whatnot, you know. They have more of a personal connection. Yeah, and I, I think sometimes with uh, any type of divination, whether it's tarot or other cards or even like runes, anything you're using, yeah. it's all about the confidence to mm-hmm. or allowing yourself to just say what you see yeah. without doubting it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. you'll hold it back. Yeah. Yeah, you got to give yourself that chance to be mm-hmm. wrong and be okay right. with that. Right. You know, it's like, okay, you know. Sometimes it's weird, especially as a new reader. Um, you know, a lot of times you may not necessarily, if you're new, you may not necessarily have the trust of your client. Mm-hmm. You may be spot on, and that client may not want to tell you. And they'll, they'll be like, well, I don't know about that one. But they really do know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I just don't want her to know. You know, I don't want right. to, I didn't want to say anything, but man, they were on. They'll go home and tell their girlfriend, man. She knew what she was talking about, but I didn't want to let her know that. You know, it's sort of right. you know, that happens. <laughs> um, so you know, it's sort of something that just you sort of you pick it up along the line right. and you bounce around. Sometimes you are wrong as a reader; you could mm-hmm. be wrong. Um, that doesn't mean you don't necessarily. You can still help the person. Mm-hmm. You know, they can they can look at your reading and say, you know, that was wrong, but I don't want to end up there, so I still can change behavior. Right. You know, I don't want that to turn out to be right. You know, so you know. It's a level of comfort. Question, but yeah. you could also be right, yeah. and it could happen later. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. you may never know if you, you were right if they yeah. 
if they say no, you're dead wrong, and yeah. they never come back to you, they never right. see you again. Mm -hmm. Five months down the road, maybe a year down the road. Oh my gosh! Now, now yeah. it happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So yeah, like you really never know if you are wrong. Sometimes you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been in that situation where I saw, where I had the reading, and I just wasn't ready for the message, and I was oh. like, oh no 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 no, that is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No 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 no. And a few months later. Oh. Yeah. And I, and it, and when I really like and afterwards I thought, well, I sort of knew that was coming. Yeah. I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think you really don't. I don't think you're wrong. Right. I just think it could be just a timing thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're not ready to hear it, or yep. just the universe hasn't made it happen yet. Right. Absolutely. Or you could sometimes Absolutely. miss a little. Yeah. Like you may say a sister and it's a friend right. or a mother or and it's, it's that sister, one little and detail. somebody will say, Well, you said sister. Yeah. And yeah, then the same sister. thing will happen <laughs> with their best friend and they say, yeah, Well, so they said sister, not my best friend. Right, and you spend more time with mm -hmm. her than your sister. So Right. You know, See there, there you go. Right, that little that small detail. Um so what I do is um to sort of play into that, it's sort of interesting. Um my personal reading, so my, my biggest network is through the internet, mostly Instagram and Twitter. And so um, I do what is recorded tarot readings. So what I'll do is someone, I'll take a question, you know, what advice do I need to enhance my career, you know, whatnot. And what I do is I record it in a video format. Um, and I just, I upload the videos to YouTube and I, and I send them to the client. And what that does is it literally gives you an opportunity to go back two months later, three months later, mm -hmm. you know, and you can literally still see the card, you can still, and you're like, oh, there we go. Now it makes sense. Because, you know, one of the downfalls of doing an in-person reading is, is a lot of times you forget. You're like, oh, I wasn't sh quite sure. Mm -hmm. and you, 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 get the, you remember the gist of it, or you remember the part you want to remember the most. Um, but you may not remember everything. Um, that's why I like, uh, my, favorite, my favorite person to get tarot readings from is Kathy. You know, she's mm -hmm. she's like she's my personal reader, um, but I record the readings. You know, and Kathy yeah. doesn't mind. She's yeah. like, you know, I'll. I've had readings with quite a few readings with uh, Kathy, yeah. and they are so <laughs> dead on. Yeah, it's yeah. eerie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I and you know I record them so I can go back and say, man, Kathy, she's good. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> she yeah. is good. Yeah. She she reads and she also uh -huh. has other gifts mm -hmm. mixed in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. She's yeah. she's amazing. Uh -huh. My husband had never had a, a reading, uh -huh. and um, I had Kathy at my house, and he decided to have a reading, and he was so blown away when yeah. he walked out of the room. He was like, "Yeah, I want to do that again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Kathy still uses tarot, you know, mm -hmm. and and I think that. For her, just it's it's more of a jumping off point. It's like a starting point. It right. sort of gives the theme. You know, she has the abilities to fill in. You know, any more of the story. Right. Um. So you know, that's that's what I like about tarot. It, you know, if you're if you're brand new and you feel like you have no abilities per se, um, you can also you can learn the symbols. But if you're somebody who even has, you know, if you're you you know tremendous psychic abilities, it could give you more of a a structure mm -hmm. per se. You know where you can sort of, you know, you can you can help you with your confidence or your validation of like, yeah, you know, I was feeling this, but it helps to have seen it too in a card. Right. Yep. So I think that you know, the tarot is it it works on various levels per se. I think that it connects with a lot of things too. So let's say astrology is your thing. You're 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 set on astrology, um, but I think astrology lacks a physical component to it. You can't. Um, you know, you can read someone's chart, but you can't really touch it per se. And a lot of the tarot cards connect to astrology. So then it creates a, um, you know, when you pull a card out and you can touch it, it kind of brings astrology into the physical world a little bit differently. Um, it has a lot of connections to numerology. So, you know, some people are really into numerology and that connects to the tarot as well. So there's different systems that you can sort of, connect and pull away from tarot so you don't have to lock it into its own box per se mm -hmm. yeah. well any other questions 
Just a question about the cards. I'm trying. I don't know the name of my cards. They're so old. Okay. Uh, I probably don't even have it there. I think I have them wrapped up in a handkerchief. Mm -hmm. That's a very old word. I'm guessing these. Yes, they're like long and thin. Uh -huh. the, the, yours are like thinner than his, aren't yeah. they? Or long? Yeah. I think that's. Are they the deck you're talking about? Yeah. So that's what I have. So what we have here is a, yeah. um, a rider weight tarot deck. Um, with reversal, so you can read tarot just all upright cards, or all, or you can spin some around and mix them up. Um, so it's interesting what I did with this deck, um, and we can just compare. Obviously, it's audio, so um, is I took my tarot deck and I cut off the borders, so oh. it's a borderless deck. Oh, so it actually is the same. It's deck. the same, yeah. If you but just you, cut this border off. Oh, okay. And was it easier to shuffle? Is that why? Uh, no, no. So the only difference is, let's say, if you if you put three cards next to each other from um, Peg's deck here, right. um, the only difference is there's sort of a white line, a white gap between each card. Right. Where here they sort of mesh a little differently. They sort of they well, the blend. The story flows into yes. each other. Yeah, they right. they blend right. into each other a little bit, and you can mm -hmm. sort of feel stuff go across them now. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's sort of the the motivation for the um, cutting the borders off. Which is totally optional. Okay. You know, some people may feel like they're, they're hurting. Did someone advise you to do that, or you? Where did I get that idea from? Okay, so here's where I got the idea from. Um, the I have a I have a deviant moon tarot deck that is borderless. It's printed that way, um, and doing a couple readings with that, and I said, well, wait a second. You know, I could take this Rider weight deck and also cut the border off. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. Um, it, it just sound, this just sounds totally weird, and I'm okay with that. It sort of felt bad cutting, the, I, like I was mutilating them a little bit. But you made them more yours. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I did. You put your mark in. The yeah. first one, you were probably like, <laughs> I was like, oh, like this, this is like hurting the card. <laughs> you know, but you made the board, you put your cut into it. Right, yeah, it sort of you know, so trimmed it. Yeah, it's but like you kind of open them up to each other. That's yeah. really they, a great yes. idea. Yeah, yeah. they have this sort of a bleed over effect. Really there. good paper cutter that you need to have them be so easy. Like that. <laughs> no, it's just random no. scissors. Because I just cut along the black line. You must scissors. have a very steady hand. Mine would be all different shapes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spirit would be taking yeah, over. Yeah, we're going to story. But, um, no, yeah. very interesting. Just a quick question. And yeah, I'll, I probably know no. the answer. Yeah. Astrology, I'm assuming, is older than tower. Would you say? Uh, I would. Yeah, I would, would probably, you say astrology yeah, I would, probably came out first? I would imagine humans were looking at the stars, you know, long before putting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that like, would make sense because this is this is a physical. The tarot cards to me are a physical representation of the things of life. You know, right. the ins and outs of life. Right, right. And whereas like Leonardo da Vinci, Michael, they all kind of believed in. Yeah. Astrology, in a sense. Yeah, I think that the, the connection, know. man's connection to the stars. Uh, I mean, I th I think that's that's about as far back as we go. You know, I think yeah. that, yeah. you know, believe it or not, you know, like right now we don't have as, as much access to the night sky. You mm -hmm. know, we we see so much less than if you just go back a hundred years. Right. You know, they they half of their life they were able to see. Mm -hmm. They can see so much. You know, now if we want to see the sky, we have to go out to the mountains. You know, we have to go mm -hmm. to the desert right. and look up and say, "Wow, there's the sky! Like there's stars right. and there's right. things mm -hmm. I can see there." Um, and now, if you're anywhere near any sort of suburb or city, you, you really you, can't. You really can't see the sky. And is that a, really a plane, or is that a star blinking? Yeah. You know, right. Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. Or a UFO? Like yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I personally, without knowing the answer, I would say astrology is much older. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I was guessing astrology, mm -hmm. and then I'm assuming Tara yeah. came in yeah, probably right or in that time frame afterwards. I would think sooner than numerology, wouldn't you think? Then, um, yeah, no idea. I really don't. I don't. I, I don't know because there's a lot of numerology in the Bible. Is there? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, symbols. But tarot or symbols too. But who, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. where, you know, and if you look at some of the pictures, mm -hmm. they could be religious pictures. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Some of them look very religious. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, you, you know, the connect, you just wonder exactly. Um, 
you could you could read the tarot. Uh, I don't know. It's if you were a like serious Christian, you know, philosopher or you know someone who's very learned in Christianity and the Bible, you could read the tarot from that perspective. Really? You know, there's oh, a lot okay. of there are a lot of characters in the tarot. You know, you know, we have the devil card here. We have the tower card. You have the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of cards. You have judgment. You have you know. Right, there's so a lot it's of kind cards. of Bible, religious based, Bible based. And maybe yeah. that was done Old so it would be more based. acceptable. Could be, yeah. You know, yeah. could Old be, yeah. yeah. Right. Um. Or or maybe someone felt like, you know, without without the Bible itself, the the story still um, could apply to individuals' lives. You know. If, even Although the Egyptians used the symbols yep. too, the mm-hmm. sun. Yep. And um, you know, female figures and different things meant different things. So yep. you know, it all could have evolved. You know, you see hieroglyphics. Could, a lot of things could have evolved from so many things that Absolutely. happened in, in history. Absolutely. I think there's a lot about our history we don't really know. I think there's, you know, you, you got what what could we possibly know? Things that are written either in stone or paper, right. and we have to mm-hmm. trust the person who was writing it. You know, we right and trust the translator. Trust the translator and trust <laughs> well. the person. Nope, that's fine. I got it. Yeah, so it's really you know I think that's maybe part of the the mystery, part of the sort of the beauty of the tarot is you know I feel like there's always a little bit more to discover. You know, and I don't know if you're ever going to master per se or mm-hmm. know everything. You know, because there's there could always be a sense of some story that you don't know about right now mm-hmm. and you say wow you know that that really explains something you know that that really makes a lot of sense in terms of the tarot i've been studying tarot for 20 years now and i you know come and i'm reading another book that's totally unrelated um and a piece you just get a little piece of wow there that sounds familiar you know and that you sort of it keeps your eyes open mm-hmm. you know versus you know, something that may have been created, let's say something was created in the 1920s, you sort of can get the entire picture all at once. You know, and it's like, eh, it may not have as much uh, allure to it, you know. So taking your class mm-hmm. will make it a whole lot easier because I know I bought a book yeah. and the cards, got the cards ready to make the mind, and I opened the book, and I'm, how am I going <laughs> to remember this? Exactly. <laughs> You know, yeah. years. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. like becoming a priest or something, mm-hmm. you know, to know every symbol. Exactly. And if it goes this way, you, you know, I because yeah. you jump ahead, you have a habit of jumping ahead, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, how am I ever going to put this all together? Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like your class yeah. is going to kind of condense it or make it more friendly. Yeah, when I, like I want to. Um... Tower for Dummies. Yeah, well, that's actually a great book. Um, yeah. So um, I think what's hard is, you know, for some when you read an author, obviously if you're an author of a tarot book, you've got some some legs in. You know, you you're in. Um, and how do you remember what it felt like day one? You know, and so for me, what I want to do is sort of bring the tarot back down, you know, and just say, you know, the idea of, you know, what do you see? You know, and, you know, what could it mean? You know, and we don't need to get into all, like, the little, the smallest of details, you know, the the little snail and the uh, nine of pentacles. It's like, you could spend 20 minutes talking about the snail, but it's only a small little piece of the entire picture. Whereas, if if you were taking, like, a level three tarot course, you'd more, you're more, now you're more interested in the small details. Why purple instead of blue? You know, stuff like that. You know where you can get into those things, and I think that some authors like to live up there. They want to live up there, and they want to talk about that little detail, or why is he looking up instead of down, or why is his body, mm-hmm. you know, why is he turned to the side a little bit instead of facing forward. You know, those things aren't necessarily serving the beginner reader. You know, um, the 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 deeper details, uh, more as the can you get an idea of the theme of the card or even the emotion of the card right. when you look at this card how does it make you feel you know um, you know or if you were if this card showed up what advice or what's the story what's the scene what's happening what would happen next you know and let let the the beginner reader get a sense of um, you know what the card means to them you know 
And, you know, like any good book or any good movie, you know, you watch it for the third time and you're like, wow, I, I, I did you. not see that. Right. I didn't see that. Right. You know, sometimes the, you know, <clears throat> the movie, the author, the director of the movie, they'll put a clue in the background, you know, to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the, mm-hmm. the, or like The Wizard of Oz. If you, if you go back and watch The Wizard of Oz, the whole story is told in the intro scene. The entire story. All the characters are there in the first five minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Everyone's there. The entire story. And then you watch the whole movie and you forget about that opening scene. You go back and watch the opening scene the third time. You're like, it's the whole story. The whole story is right here. You know, you you just don't get that. And it it wouldn't be any fun to tell you that, you know, at the beginning. It's like, you know, those those small, those little little nuanced details that the 20-year reader is going to see, that the two-month reader is not going to see. They're not going to serve a two-month reader if you tell them anyway. You know, it's just like, you know, bring it back down to, to, yeah, I'd love to go off on these tiny tangents of, man, you see that little detail right there? That could mean da-da-da. <laughs> but I think that it would actually take away from the student. So, you know, that's it. Trying to be, you know, in five weeks, is a, even if it's, what, like 10 hours of time, that's that's well, There's gonna, a lot of cards to go over. Yeah, it's going to fly by. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of cards and remembering. I mean, you reading the book, you must have said, okay, I have all summer, but how am I going to do this? <laughs> How'd you do it? How'd you do it? Yeah, a lot. I did a lot of writing, a lot of journaling. Um, you know, I think that... Did you start dreaming a lot about reading Tower? Yeah, yeah, dreams. The dreams opened up. Um, they, they were just, they were wild, you know. They still are. So um, I think that's what opened you up. Yeah. You had to, you had to do the cards. Yeah, you you everyone gets their starting point, you know. Every, you know what what attracts you. Some people it's like they just fall in love with crystals, you know, and it leads to everything else or Reiki or something. Um, yeah, everyone has their entry point. I have a question for you. So when you're doing a reading, whether it's for yourself or for another person, mm-hmm. um, and you uh, are getting messages mm-hmm. um, that might not be a literal translation of the cards um do you have a perception of where the messages are coming from or a belief about it my belief so now this is going this is going off of the tarot now this is just now my belief which no one else has to believe this i believe that if someone comes to me for a reading their higher self has been trying to get them a message and i think their higher self is always going to use the path of least resistance so their higher self is going to start with a song. It's going to start with a book. It's going to start with a movie, a commercial, um, something, you know. And I think it sort of has to build up to a point where it's like, okay, I really, you know, my higher self, I really want her to to quit her job. This is a generic example. First, it's going to start <laughs> off as stressful job, job stressful. Then it's going to start off with the the job fair on the radio. Oh, there's a job fair down, down next Tuesday and I'm free, but uh, maybe I'll tell someone about it. You know, there's like hint after hint, the dream. You know, I got a dream. I, I was doing my resume. You know, then it was, you know, I really like that one movie where that girl just quit her job. You know, that's real. That, you know, in like message number five. Okay. Higher self is like, okay, number five didn't work. What's next? And I think that for me as a tarot reader, I'm, I'm somewhere later on down the line. Where it's like, okay, okay, oh, 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 she's riding by Paris study. Just what? Just throw the idea of a reading, you know? She's free on Monday. Okay, 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 great. And all of a sudden, she's in front of me. And I think that that's not. Um, and I'm using she, not to be mean or anything. It's just, you know, it's just a generic term. But and then she's sitting in front of me, and I think that's not a coincidence. I think that that was a buildup. And I think that that's where a lot of tarot readings sort of feel familiar when they come out. They come out and they're like, eh, you know, I've kind of been feeling that. I've been kind of thinking about that lately. So I think that my, I, I'm, I serve as a pathway for the higher self of a message that may have tried to get there earlier or easier and didn't get there. You know, and I think that there's, there's even like, and I think that let's say they don't get a reading from me. And this thing is building up. You know, there's other ways your higher self can get you a message. You know, so I think that, you know, it's just sort of a, it's, a, I think it's a path per se. So if you can, you know, if, 
And I encourage people, you know, develop your own abilities so that you don't have to come to me every month. You know, I don't, I don't, it's a good business motto to have the same person pay for a reading every full moon. That's great. You know, it's, it, it, it brings the money coming in. Great. But I think that at a certain point, it's disempowering to continuously get tarot readings or continuously get readings. I think that you should get them occasionally when you need them or learn yourself, mm -hmm. you know, or find some way of connecting with your own intuition. You know, I think that that's much more empowering um, for a client is to be able to, I, I kind of want to graduate my clients at a certain point. And they may not want to be their own reader, but maybe there's a different way that they can get those messages per se, you know? So sometimes I do feel bad when the person is back for their fifth reading and it's like, mm -hmm. great, I'll read for you, yes, but it's, we, need a, we need a sort of transition process here. You do know? you prefer when someone says you prefer when you said you have a question mm -hmm. or do you prefer when someone says, no, you tell me or it, just, it doesn't matter? I like, I like the open-ended sort of let, let's see what so comes out. Um, I think that um, I think that the person has a question anyway. I think there's something pressing, right. um, and they may not know how to put it in words. And sometimes it just sort of allows the story to unfold um, instead of sort of you know instead of you know pigeonholing something. Um, here's another thing that happens. Someone says, you know, someone there's a someone is really focused on, you know, should I move to Maryland? You know, I want to really want to move to Maryland. Should I move? You know, in May. You know, let's say it's January. You know, you know, should I move? I want to move. And the reading comes out, and everything is relationship oriented. And it's like I don't know who you're dating right now, but this this topic is over has sort of overcome that move. Mm -hmm. And and I'm and I'll say like, I'm you know I don't know if you should move or not, but you really got to address this relationship. And and I feel like that was the pressing issue that came out, you know, and sometimes it leads to, I had, I had, like, I had this one client, she was, she was, she was interested in changing her job and the entire reading, all I felt was like, you got to talk to your mom. Like you're, you've alienated yourself from your mom and the cards were, they were literally like all the mom and relationship cards were coming out. I was like, what's going on with you and mom? And she's like, man, I've been fighting with my mom and. I just can't get on the same page. I want to. I want to improve my relationship with her, but yet she was still disappointed that I didn't give her job advice. Right. I was like, "Lady, like, I, I'm sorry. I know you came to me for job advice, but this is way more important. Like, you're ignoring, you know, you're ignoring the nail you stepped in. Yeah. And you're worried about the dishes. Yeah. And it's like, lady, you have a nail on your foot. Like, right. the dishes is fine. We'll get to that. <laughs> get the nail on your foot. You know. So. Sometimes I think that the... But the, you said, you know, like when someone comes back five or six times, maybe they yeah. appreciate your reading. Could be. Could appreciate be. Could what be. you were telling them. Yeah. That's something they can't face or needed to face. Right. right. So, in a yeah. sense, you're another form yeah. of a voice. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, better than a husband, could a be. mother, a daughter, yeah. a son. Do you know a priest, Some, a minister? Sometimes. And, that, and I think that... It's wrong for me to say that. Don't always come back to me. Because what happens is, is sometimes some people just need someone to listen to them, you know, and hear them out. And so, you know, especially if I'm doing a reading over the phone, if someone just need, they, a lot of times they do just need someone to talk to, right. you know. And that's where I, I feel bad now saying that as far as, no, but stop coming in, back to me. But you know, even in but person. In person. Even in person. You know, what you're, because you may tell a different story. Absolutely. A That's different true. theme each time. That's true. It's not necessarily going to be right. the same thing. Right. I, I, do, right. I do know where you're coming from. Yeah. I have someone uh, close to me, a very good friend, who every time she has to make a decision will text me and say, can you read cards for me? Right. And right. I'm okay doing it for her. I don't yeah. mind doing it for her. But there are times where I won't respond because yeah. she needs to make a decision on her own. She Absolutely. can't, I yeah. can't tell yeah. her what to do every right. step of the way. And I don't want to tell her what yeah. to do. Yeah. I want her to mm -hmm. kind of get, because yeah. she's open as well. She mm -hmm. gets her own intuitive hits and mm -hmm. she has to learn how to yeah. use them. Yeah, you don't, 
you as a reader, you never want to feel like you're taking advantage of someone. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I want someone to leave a reading feeling stronger and that they can make their own changes in their well, life. We're probably you know? more honest yeah. than anybody on the boardwalk that's talking about whatever. Oh, because you back in. Yeah, because those people, and I don't know any of them specifically personally, but I think for them, it's they get a sense of I can tell this person anything and I'll never see him again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll get the I'll get the twenty bucks, and I'll never see him again. They'll never see me again. Well, it's right. the same thing online. Yeah. If you yeah. or you do something on Facebook, and it's something, yeah. and all of a sudden you're getting these emails. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you this: I'm Angela. Right. Da, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm the, from the cosmos, and, da, 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 <laughs> and it's always has to do with money. You know, more is going to be this financially wealthy person. Yeah, or or the other one, that, the, right. the fun one is you know, if you buy the eight dollar candle. Your life will improve, but if you buy a thirty-dollar candle, your life yeah. will get really bad. Yeah. You know, yes. it's like yeah. so, you, <laughs> know, you know, kind of where to draw the line. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, mm. I do think if when people come back, I think they yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Maybe they didn't do what you told them. Right. And there was like, you weren't yeah. giving me good advice. Want to go to them again? Yeah. And maybe this time I'll listen to them. Yeah. Of course. We ourselves have our own choices. We Absolutely. make our choices no matter what anyone tells us. Absolutely. Sometimes wrong and sometimes right. But yeah. to hear like you're saying, and I believe mm-hmm. it is our higher self, or yeah. your higher self mm-hmm. who's up there with our higher selves. Absolutely. And they're saying, look, you better tell him or her. This, yep. Tell them, tell them. That, and, and I think um, it's just another way for us to hear perhaps the path you know, we have all these paths and which yeah. path to possibly go on. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, maybe I'm not making sense. But I, I, I think besides what you're reading, going by exactly this picture means that, mm-hmm. I still believe mm-hmm. something is coming through you. Yeah, that's, that's... I think you're selling yourself short. That's my goal. That, it is always my goal to um, be the messenger. Yeah. Um, um, I just... I try not to. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to feel fatalistic with my readings. That's why. I, that's why I feel like it's always a message of this can help you if you are going to make changes in your life. Um, you know, here's where they're going to come from. But I, I really do believe that every reading that I do is coordinated on a higher level. There's a reason why of the thousands of readers, you're you're reading from me. Right. You know, especially with the internet, you know, like I'll have readings. I read for people in Guatemala and Australia. You know, it's like, why am I reading for you? You know, and, you know, whatever the case may be. And I think you came to me for a reason. You know, and it, it wasn't, I don't necessarily think, I don't know if it was my marketing skills, but I think it was more of the, the their higher self felt like I was someone that they could get a message from. You know, and not that not that they couldn't have gotten it from somewhere else, but maybe I was the one who was going to say it in a certain way mm-hmm. that made it click. You know, and I think that and they um, tr- they're trusting what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I really do believe that that there's there's a why me? Why did you come to me? Why why are you here? Why are you my client? You know why? You know there's so many like details that had to come together. For this reading to take place, you know, if you're sitting in front of me on Saturday afternoon at Paris study, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world. You, you could have been doing anything. You know, you, I could have missed that day. Mm-hmm. You could have been an hour late and missed me, and I left early. Like, why? Or I could have been late. You know, but you're here in front of me. You know, and it's you know, 99 times out of 100, it's someone I've never met before. You know, it's like, why are you here? So I do. That's why I take it seriously, and I do feel like that. Um, it, is a, it is a form of communication from some higher message saying, you know, there's something you need to get out of this, you know. Yep. And, and I feel like that those messages tried to get there earlier, sooner, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's other ways that those messages get there. And I just think that at that moment, I may have been the path of, the path of least resistance to that person. Right, they're not trusting what they're hearing. Exactly. So they're gonna listen. They're gonna trust it more from you. Yep. And it, and it feels for them, it felt more comfortable getting the message from me than a dream, you know, or like I said, that song, or that book, or the newscaster. It's you know, it's so strange that how like, you know, there's messages. 
Oh, here's a big one. License plates. Oh, license yeah. plates mm -hmm. are the, you know, if you want to answer, if you got a question, <laughs> just, just for anybody, just ask for it to show up on a license plate. Right. And you'd be so surprised, you know, what will show up on a mm -hmm. license plate. Especially, especially like with the place, like I live in Delaware, so... You know, we see, I see Pennsylvania plates, Delaware plates, Jersey plates, Maryland plates. You know, we get a nice mix. So it's like, you just never know what you're going to see on the license plate. You know, oh, that's funny. I'm going to have to start looking. <laughs> oh, man, man. You'll... Especially because now people have things written. Yeah. You know, I'll use sometimes the numbers, especially yeah. if it's like maybe three numbers. Yeah. Or... Or repeat because I keep seeing it. But when you see a oh, message, you'll see words. Yeah, yeah. You'll see words and you'll go, yeah. Well, yes. Well, we Sue and I take a, a class that mm -hmm. has become a, an actual group where we meet outside of our classes. But there's two sisters in the class, and their mother passed, and they were very much thinking they weren't getting any messages. Mm -hmm. But they had said that they were thinking about it, and the car in front of them said, like, love mom. Love them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. We, were all, we all were like, well, there it is. Done. That's the message. There it is. You or, got it. Or even, um, like, a bumper sticker. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Oh, man. License plates are, like, yeah. they are, like, the like the hidden gem of the message world, you know. Yeah, it, it's, they, it's they, strange they really how the messages will, will come. You Simple things, and mm -hmm. you don't think about it. Yeah. Until you hear other people speaking, like you mm -hmm. say, license plates and, and whatever. But um, I have to say, I did have, you probably don't remember, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I did have a reading um, by you, uh, was it this last, maybe two, two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I sat down, <laughs> and you put the cards, and you said, you have a lot of chaos in your life. It's pay here. Who told him? Who told him? And I'm like, and you say you're not psychic? <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe so. Yeah. No. Maybe, you, maybe you I need to. It was like I sat there, mm -hmm. and boom, it just it just spilled out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, yeah. not like. Okay, you know this, and you know, like I get on the internet. Yeah, it was like right to the point. Right, right to the point. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm thank looking you. forward to having a reading. Oh, with you. Nice. Sue had told me all about oh, her, so you. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was doing a phone reading for this lady. She, she was English, but she was living in France, and um, she. So we're like. You know, we're on the first question and then lay the cards out. And, I, you know, I'm saying this card, this card, this card, and now this card comes up. And she goes, okay, stop. She said, if, if that particular card doesn't come out in the, in the first, you know, couple minutes of the reading, um, she's like, then it wasn't the reading for me. She goes, now you have my attention. And I was, wow. but she had made that contract with, you know, me and her higher self. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to do with that. I'm laying the cards out and I'm just reading I'm just going along just sort of feeling it, getting you know getting a sense of you know building rapport with her and she's like okay wait, you have my attention now I'm listening you know I, it's the truth that's how I, it yeah, was with yeah, me like yeah I had no way of, you have my attention because yeah. I've, I've mm -hmm. had I've had readers before yeah. ever since a kid on the boardwalk I yeah. mean you know for years because I'm older than everyone here but you literally had my attention, and I did get other readings yeah. that day, mm -hmm. and they were basically kind of on the same right. theme. But mm -hmm. you had like opened that door. Thank you. Thank you. And, yep. um, and I, I remember telling Peg, I mm -hmm. said, yeah. I thought someone really, you know, said, "Watch out for her. She's going to be here. This, this, this." <laughs> <laughs> but and, 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 and it was yeah. amazing. And you. Sold yourself short. You said, oh, just wow. reading what the cards say, and okay. I said, "No, something. You know, there is. Mm -hmm. There's more there than you than you realize." Then, and, and I felt it. And that's and maybe I feel that's it my in other people. I just don't feel it in myself, but I can feel it in others, and I definitely feel yeah. it. You're bringing things in. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. And, and if you are a boardwalk reader, you know that doesn't mean you're terrible. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was 16 or yeah. 14 then, yeah. so you know. You, you, you know, when I was probably my teens, I had a reading, a palm reading on the boardwalk. Uh -huh. And the woman said to me, you're going to have, I see two children 
possibly twins, but I'm not quite sure. And my children are like 14 months apart, uh, and I have two, two boys. And she had said that yeah. years ago, and uh, I just thought it was interesting. I yeah. didn't really yeah, think about it. You happen to get a good one. Yeah, That's all I've had others that I, I'm going, yeah. when, when you know the cards yourself, uh-huh. and they're giving you a reading, and mm-hmm. I'll look and I'll say, mm, it's, <laughs> it's not what I'm saying there. I don't no, say anything a, to yeah, them. Yeah, I yeah. just go, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think even the story of the twins, you know, it, the way the, the way I believe it is, maybe at that time, they, mm-hmm. those two souls felt like it would have been best for them to come as twins. Mm-hmm. But as you got older, they may have decided, let's separate a year. Right. Let's put a year between or us. Or because they were so close. She might yeah. have just seen them exactly. so close, yeah. but not sure how that was, was working out. twins, but not, you know, right. she called it twins. Yeah. Not realizing, yeah, you know, and was, and they could have wanted to come in at the same time because yeah. they came back to back, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, I think that's always always interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Elijah. This oh, it's been awesome. my pleasure. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to a reading. Oh, and absolutely. everyone, come out and register for Elijah's class. Best to register ahead of time. So yep. you have an idea. Yeah, or you can you can register many. the night of the first right. night. And you recommend that they take the full five yeah, classes. That is it is a um it is a cohort. So you right. will you'll you'll go through the whole five. So you know if you show up the, if you miss the first night, unfortunately right. you're gonna miss the class. Right. So, um but it, we looked at the calendar and there were five Tuesdays in October and it's gonna land right on the thirtieth. So it's like that's, the second that, what the a great, that's such a great time of year for the town. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so exciting. All right, great. Yeah, I'll be here for Founders Day Sunday. Cool. All right, so I'd like to thank Elijah and everyone who's come out tonight, Sue and Peg, and uh, join me on November nineteenth here at Paris Study for Pondering with Peg with special guest Rob Robinson, who will be discussing forgiveness.